Hey guys, you're watching Daniel and Gian talk shit, and today we're having a special conversation about the lack of African Americans in Major League Baseball in comparison to uh, the earlier, I don't know, I want to say the past 60 years, you know. Growing up, for me, uh, all the best players of baseball I remember were American-born uh, African Americans, black people, Barry Bond, Barry Larkin, uh, Fred McGriff. Frank Thomas, Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, the, the list goes on. Uh, you know, Jim Rice, Andre uh, Andre Dawson, the Hawk. You know, so many all not just all star players, but like Hall of Fame caliber players. And I want to say early two thousands. You know, you had your Dontrell Willis, who had like a, a flash in the pan for a couple seasons because the Marlins went to the World Series, and you had Jimmy Rollins. I want to say Jimmy Rollins was the, the, the last one, and those guys are, like, near and dear to me because they, they, they grew up in, in, the, in the Bay Area, so they're, you know, they're, they grew up 20 minutes away from where I grew up, so I, we had people that were in the same circles because um, they're around the same age as me as well, but after that, there's just been this big drop-off, and I, I wanted to why. So we brought on, we have two guests. It's actually was a conversation that started on on Twitter with uh, Mr. Aaron Dowell, regular guest Aaron Dowell, and I and I and I said, you know, we should we should do a podcast. And then I remember um, my friend Chris here actually met him in November of last year, and uh, he's been doing a lot of stuff uh, with baseball. and And this weekend he posted on on Instagram about the BBG. Um, there was a tournament, an All Star tournament here. So like, let's start with you, Chris. Tell us about the BBG before before we go any further here i mean it's 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 and it, it yeah right well uh i'm gian perez uh co-host of the daniel and gian talk shit podcast uh lifelong baseball fan uh, i my parents say I, I came out the womb with the baseball and a bat in my hands. Um, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. Puerto Rico baseball used to be the biggest sport on the island. And, and you know, now basketball and, and, and boxing have, have kind of surpassed a little bit, but it's still fairly big. I mean, and there's reasons behind that we get into why baseball is not as big as it used to be. But uh, most Puerto Ricans love baseball. It, it, it's, it's our national sport. So I grew up with it. You know, Roberto Clemente posters on my wall. Uh, Orlando Peruchin Cepeda. You know, and then every great Puerto Rican baseball after that. Igor Gonzalez, Pudge Rodriguez, Benito Santiago, the, the Alomar brothers. I mean, I can go, uh, go on down the line to now we got Carlos Correa, Francisco Lindor, um, uh, Rosario with the twins. But uh, baseball is I love. It's always been my, my favorite sport, and it's something I love to talk about, except for this year because the Dodgers, I hate them. And it doesn't count because it was a short season. But uh, – to Daniel's left, Aaron, go for it. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm a huge baseball fan. Grew up watching it. My grandmother's a big baseball fan. My father. So I've been playing my entire life. I played three years of college ball in Morehouse College. Um, I I've even played when I lived in Korea. I played on some like um, it was it was some like rec team, but I was I was like the only, the only non-Korean in in this league. Uh, was like, it's like a beer league, but it was fun. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've watched baseball my entire life, followed closely, especially the black players. You know, I remember I had a, a 
Andrew McCutcheon t-shirt jersey before people knew who Andrew McCutcheon was. Before you like, <laughs> because, and I'm, mind you, I'm a Dodgers fan. I'm a huge Dodgers fan. So Gian says that about the not. Come on, they won a World Series. I don't, I don't know what else he could. With, I mean, you know, it was I don't, a shortened you know, season. I mean, let's They were the best team, though. Like, by the whole season, they were the best team. Like, it wasn't even close. So They're the best team all season, every season, okay? But this year, it had to take true. a short season for them to win. Uh, anyway. But that's I mean, the kind of thing that Kershaw didn't, like, blow his back out. <laughs> he didn't have enough time to blow his back out yet. So, like... It's not, it's not true. That's how he started He started the, the year with, he the, started, with the back Well, I know, because that was about the time when he'd blow his, year out during the, uh, blow his back out during the year. So, he, we started the season off with his back blown out. So, we got lucky this time. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Okay, I'll take it. You, you have you need luck to win championships, so I'll take. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Chris, introduce yourself for us. Please. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Chris Simon, uh, photographer. You know, I shot with a lot of you know people. Uh, you know, minor league, major league. You know, a lot of just amateur kids, and um, you know, just recently, you know, we've just been. You know, last Saturday we had the. Baseball generation all star game, so that that was really dope, and uh, yeah, just you know, just out here, you know, trying to capture you know baseball history. Like in my my view, you know, everybody has their own own their own you know interest that what piques them. You know, whether it be like for the newspapers or or whatever. So I'm just trying to figure out you know what what lane you know I'm justifying you know going forward. But now I work like you know personally with the players, so yeah. So, Daniel, let's, yes. let's see. Okay, now I now fixed you it. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fixed it. Okay. Um, I what I had said was that I started playing baseball from little league. Like most, like most people were into baseball. I feel like uh, here in the states, you start off playing little league and you go all the way up till however as far as you go, whatever the point is when you realize you're not going to be a pro. Like that's usually as far as you go. And then when you just want to play for fun, then it just becomes a for fun sport. You know, a leisure sport. Um, so I took it seriously until high school because that's when I stopped playing baseball. It, it just, for me, the game was always a game. And I realized then that if you want to play in high school, it's no longer just a game. It's, it's a competitive sport. And so for me, it just took a little bit, like, I, I didn't really care if I struck out or if I, you know, but that matters on a team that matters if you want to play the sport. So yeah, that's, that's. It's one way of saying that I sucked, but I never stopped watching the game. Um, as I said, when I was <laughs> muted, um, my dad taught me the sport, you know, so it's very family living in Los Angeles. You go to the Dodger game all the time because it's cheap, you know, so it's just a, a thing you do because you can't afford Laker tickets. You can't afford to go watch. I mean, football, football didn't ha wasn't here, but who watches hockey? And anyway, um, so yeah, that's my, that's my story. So lifelong Dodger who fan, lifelong baseball fan. Who watches hockey? Nobody until the Kings start winning. And then all of a sudden the whole city. <laughs> well, my, to be fair, my uncles did want, they, they're hockey fans, but they're the only ones I know. So. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. We got that out of the way. So it's a playoff sport. My it bad. is. Yeah. Just like, soccer. Just like soccer. Just like soccer. It is. Well, uh, so Chris, uh, like I said earlier at, at the beginning, you, you posted on Instagram that you were at the, the Baseball Generations uh, All-Star Game tournament. And uh, I was like, I didn't even know about that. Yeah. You know, and I know, like, 
when I met you, you were like really big into baseball. You were you were working with pro players and whatnot, taking pictures and stuff. So let me know about. Uh, why don't you let us know about what BBG is? Yeah. So basically, uh, Dominic Smith from the Mets and um, some of his friends, uh, Ron Miller, and then Tim Rivar. They had started Baseball Generations in Los Angeles, uh, probably 2016, 17. Uh, they started it with, uh, you know, a few players around Major League Baseball. They were they showed up to the to the event that they had back then. So I guess it would be like Aaron Hicks. And, um, you know, just over time, I guess, like even Lucas Giolito, um, Tim Anderson, uh, say like uh, we also had – they weren't at the, at the, at the game – I'm saying a lot of people are just wearing the, the the shirts, the baseball generation shirts. They're out repping it, like some like more known players um, over there. Um, uh, let's see, uh, Flaherty. Uh, oh yeah, 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 the catcher. Yeah, yeah. Flaherty. He was he was at the game. Uh, he was just there, you know. Uh, he wasn't even coaching or anything. Uh, uh, Jazz Chisholm. He plays for the Marlins. He supported baseball generations from jump because he knows all of them. Um, let's see. Uh, CC Sabathia was there because his oh, son nice. was playing in the game. He was actually the MVP of the game. He came off the bench and C. got C. Son? yeah. CC's son got three for three um, off the bench. Off, off the, the bench. bench. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't pitch. Everybody asked me if he pitched. But he didn't pitch. Um, How big Andrew is his Jones. son? His son big is a big boy. His, his, his son's a big boy. Yeah. And then um, Andrew Jones, uh, center fielder from the Braves. Of course. Uh, his well, son. He was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah, he came over there late in his career. Yeah. So he he, he played in the game his son. Um, he, he he won the home run derby. And then um, Carl Crawford, um, his son I played in the game. Carl. The guy forgot about yeah. Carl Crawford. Yeah. He also played for the Dodgers later in his career. Yep, yep. You know, it's a whole, it's a whole continuum the, of uh, Dodgers uh, player. infamous Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. For other so, reasons. Um, also, yeah, J.P. Crawford uh, was the Gold Glove winner uh, for the Mar- Mariners uh, for the AL this year. Uh, he came over from uh, from Philadelphia in the Gene Segura trade. So that was uh, that was like uh, two years ago, basically, that, that he went over. And uh, he was one of the coaches. It was Dom Smith versus uh, J.P. Crawford's team. So that was the oh, wow. all-star game thing. So they had uh, a home run derby. Then they had the, the all-star game afterwards. So that was like throughout the day. I was the one who was getting all the pictures for, uh, you know, the white screen, uh, you know, all the, you know, just all the throughout the day. You know what I mean? Getting everything. Rock Nation was a sponsor. Uh, baseballism. Uh, this guy who's a baseballologist. He's like a big, like, uh, you know, baseball guy, like a blogger. He was there, like, uh, capturing, doing interviews with people. Um, Dom's agent was very present, like, you know. It was it was it was a really good day, and the thing is that this is the event that like the most pro it was the most pro presence at the game. Right. So that was really right. cool. Um, and last year was really dope, uh, but ironic like last year it was it was with fans in 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 the, in the in the stands or whatever, but it was at a high school stadium, uh, St. Bernard's. If you guys are familiar, it's in um Playa Playa Vista, I believe Playa. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a- yeah, it's a it's a small private school. That's where um yeah. the wood takes place. The the film. Yeah. Yeah. St. Bernard's. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what that's where we had the game last year. This year we had oh. it in the minor league stadium. This year we had it in the in the sixty sixers stadium 
in San Bernardino. Oh, nice. So There's a lot of growth. Plus, with uh, Dominic Smith this year, he basically had, um, you know, with, with what happened with uh, with Floyd. Yeah. Where, where basically, uh, you know, there was a big, you know, uproar throughout, you know, the community. But most of all, like, you know, through basketball. But there wasn't as much noise in the initial uh, reaction with the with ba- Major League Baseball, and Dominic Smith went out and he went he took a knee, uh, and he was by, by himself, and like that that caused a lot of you know a lot of questions of why he was the only one doing it, and so that started he was questioned after the game, and he when he was he was brought to tears, you know saying that like he's just tired. Of, of what goes on on the day-to-day between, you know, police brutality and everything like that. So that brought a lot of awareness uh, between, you know, it being on Sports Center and every other, you know, uh, you know, talking point, talking about it. You even had Chris Broussard talking about All these people that just talk about basketball and this and that, they were talking about baseball. But it wasn't about the game of baseball. It was about the fact that there's finally, you know, there's some some sort of awakening between the baseball community and, and a realization that we need to really start you know, looking into the inner cities, we need to help in, in different ways. Like baseball could be one of those ways. And it was just that point where baseball and basketball were at the center because they were being played in a time, you know, when it was, you know what I mean? It was a different time, the way that the game was being played. No fans in the stadium, everything. Um, so the next game, every player went out and they, they, they did it. They wore a Black Lives Matter shirt. So, I mean, he created a major... Right. Right, his teammates came out in support of him, and then the, the opposing team as well. Exactly. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was that yeah. was that was that was big. Cause I mean, we're at this point now where you don't really see highlights of baseball on ESPN. I mean, you do, but not not like it used to be. You know. No, totally. You know, totally. It, it, when we were growing up, I mean, it was a mainstay. I mean, it was really it was really way above. You know, I mean, hockey. Now you would say that it's shown like hockey. I remember as a kid, like, if the A's or the Giants were in the World Series, like, they would put the games on in our classroom to yeah. watch the World Series. Like, that's, how, mean, that's how important baseball, baseball was, you that's know. And then, and then, you know, it's not, not the same anymore. And, I mean, and I guess that's – that, 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 <laughs> Well, this, this was Kevin Mitchell, you know, Will Clark. Totally. Years, totally, you know, late late eighties, I and mean, you know the well, the steroids and the Bash Brothers, yeah, I can say. No, I mean, I mean in the day, we did, they did, they didn't they didn't it wasn't something that they were ready to to harp on because they were enjoying the benefits of it, you know. So right, absolutely. But yeah. so let me ask you guys. So I I, I, yeah, I, I brought up this, I see this article in about Dusty Baker. Um, it came out in April of this year, and I'll throw let me let me throw it in the chat, uh, but. There's a note in here that says, in 1981, the league got up to 18.1% African-American players. And now, before we started, you were saying it's right around, what, 7, 7%, 7.5? Yeah. Um, that, I mean, that's a big, that's a, that's a huge amount of... of, of and it, it should and be double that. It should be... It should be half of a quarter of Major League Baseball, at least. Right, exactly. So, let, let me uh, let me shoot this over to you, Aaron. Why why do you think that is? I mean, 
I have I have some theories as well, but but why don't you why don't you kick us off? What why do you think that the sport has has kind of lost its luster in the community? Um, that's a good question because I I you know I did grow up playing it. I grew up playing it my entire life. Uh, I grew up I grew up in Compton, you know. Um, and I remember growing up, I used to, I used to actually play baseball in the city of Carson because they actually had a citywide league. Compton didn't have any baseball league until I was like thirteen or fourteen. Because uh, oh, wow. they saw, they saw students, saw kids going over to Carson and playing in there, like not just baseball, but like basketball, football leagues. So they started to start their own baseball league. Um, but so, I, if I like one of the, one of the reasons why I think you see these numbers uh, go go down is uh, just baseball became more expensive mm-hmm. to play. Like it's 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 an expensive game. You you buy a metal bat. You know, even when I was a kid, you buy a metal bat. That's well over a hundred dollars. You know, uh, mm-hmm. baseballs wear out. Uh, so you have to constantly get baseballs or you lose baseballs. You have to have a decent glove, you know, so just the economics of the, of the, of the sport uh, makes it difficult. And you think, but historically, yeah, but also historically, I don't, it's hard for me to believe that things were as, ex, as expensive as they are. You also saw that major league baseball, especially in the seventies and eighties, they start to invest in places outside of America. You know, they started to like set right. up in other places. Um, and so I, I think those are a couple of factors why. Yeah. You know, and it's, about, it takes time to get to the major leagues. I mean, look at look at look <laughs> at all the look at all the old movies. All the old movies you'd see stickball. You know, the kids in the street with the with the stick and a ball, no field, no nothing. Obviously, that's New York, right? But yeah, yeah. the the point is, it was a, a cheap sport, or even even uh you know a uh, uh, sandlot. You know, they just needed a a, a place to to run around in, basically. Because that's how I remember playing, you know, when we weren't playing Little League, we had access to the Little League fields to just go and do those things. But we didn't need much. You don't need very much to just play. But then, as you guys said, to go professional, you need more. Today, I mean, I don't know what it's like today, but just when I was playing Little League, people were being signed up for Marine League, travel ball, year-round, like, I was, like, tired by just playing regular spring and then a winter, you know? I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let alone the whole year like you know i i remember say towards the end of of my high school years um that it, in my city where my high school was at they had an american legion team and that was but that was like summer league so you would you'd play the high school season and then summer comes and you'd play all summer with and you would travel but it was only summer um and and it was one of those things where you get sponsored or someone sponsored the team as well, you know, cause I, I didn't grow up in an affluent neighborhood either. Most of the kids were like Mexican kids, you know, within the community, you know, within like the, the, the lower income community that were playing on this American Legion team. So um, it wasn't a money thing back then, but now like fast forward, I remember just four years later, like my, my ex-girlfriend's little brother was four years younger than me. And he was playing on a travel ball team on different levels of travel ball team. And it was expensive. Like they were talking, you know, I, I, I think they charged like four or five grand just for like, you know, a couple months. And that's and not including, that's not including Everybody. school that you need to do already, feeding the kid, housing the kid, you know, every other, you know, expense that you have to afford to survive to afford the well, luxury of playing baseball. Right. And then, but, and that's not to mention like 
you know, now we're talking about personal coaches. You, you got so many American born players that are coming from affluent families that have a pitching coach, have a hitting coach. I you even know, had all these. Yeah. I, I had, uh, uh, he played with, with, uh, with Eckersley, Dennis Gonzalez. That's what his name was. He, he was my like pitching coach. And I learned a lot. You know, he pitched. He was a major league pitcher. And, and Blue Moon Odom, like, they, they, I, I had these people that my dad paid for through what I don't know what, what it was uh, in terms of, like, how we got these things. But it didn't do me any good. You know, I didn't become a, a big professional ball player. And that was just at my little level, you know. I'm, I can't imagine people who paid, I, you know what I mean? Like, that's literally at my, like, a small house in Torrance that he, because he was, like, in Torrance, from Torrance or something like that. And he's, like teaching out of his garage and that's what it was you know we had a a wooden mound and a row machine and do all these exercises and i you learn the fundamentals you learn how to pitch i learned how to pitch i know how to throw i know how to throw a ball 100 percent. but you know that that was one summer two summers in a row not like every every day for the rest of my life and not a weekly thing at all and and you know, the, the other thing, too, that I've thought about that I've never really seen anybody like and maybe somebody has. And, you know, if, if, they, if you have, like, provide the literature in the comment section. But uh, as a kid that grew up in the, in the 90s, you know, late 80s, 90s, um, the explosion of basketball mm-hmm. and it's embraced by the hip hop community. Like, is that, does that maybe have a factor to do with it as well? Because I remember as a kid, rappers wearing fitted hats and baseball jerseys. And that, that completely changed at a certain point. And, you know, part of it was like, you know, you can't wear cleats to school. You know, so the Jordans and, and basketball sneakers in general blew up. But Griffey had his own shoes. In a, in a that's true. Yeah, a Griffey did this, the backwards hat. That's Griffey right there. That I, for me, as growing up, that's what I like associate with baseball. At least baseball players, you know, the the backwards hat. That's that's the Griffey, you know. Um, what I think maybe the NBA, NBA also might have may have done a better job of getting their players out there because baseball also it's not it's not the NFL where they have to wear a mask. You can't really see their faces. In baseball, you see them. You know, their faces are out there. You know. Uh, and I just think about because I, I I was I grew up in the '90s too, so I remember all this about Ken Griffey Jr. I was a Dodgers fan, but I still love Griffey because Griffey right. was he was everywhere. He had his own video game, you know. And I think of that in context, you know, Mike Trout's white, but think about how poorly utilized he has he is as uh as like the probably the best player of a generation, you know, yeah. where what? there's no way the NBA wouldn't like. Uh, the person out there well i think historically historically who was cool mickey mantle joe dimaggio and what was cool what was cool about them stuff that mike trout is not doing (laughs) like (laughs) he's not going out with the you know with the with the with the drink in his hand and the cigar in his mouth or a cigarette whatever you know like that's that's also a testament to the lack of popularity that baseball has right now but reggie jackson 10 years 10 years before Derek jeter was out there pulling every every celebrity girl all of, of every them. like every every single one didn't matter Mar- what race back mariah carey's still talking Tito about girls. it yeah about the time they used to look up mariah carey's still talking about that so Derek jeter had an nda he took yeah. your cell phone and he made you sign an nda when you went to his before house drake hotel before drake yeah. before any of these people <laughs> 
But yeah. I, let's, Chris, Chris, we, we brought you on. Why, why don't you tell us from an East Coast perspective? Because you're from Queens, right? That's where you grew up? No, nah, uh, Brooklyn. My bad. See? No, nah, I probably don't worry about it. I, nah, I, feel like, actually, I feel like you guys get all offended if you say the wrong borough out there. I'm just no saying. No way. Nah. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I personally don't. You know, I, I got love for every borough. You know, everybody. But, yeah, I'm from by like Coney Island, Brighton Beach. So I grew Four up years. by. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and um, it's uh, there's a minor league team for the Mets that they just bumped up to double A, uh, the Brooklyn Cyclones. Oh, wow. And my, my cousin is the, the assistant general manager there. So, um, you know, I've just been, you know, with the Mets, it's, it's like the last, it, it kind of just came together beautifully, like the 99 season. Uh, you know, I started watching them and all that. Like, uh, they were down. Like, uh, you know, basically they they were just not a good team up to, like, the middle of the – basically, like, June 8th, June 6th, something like that. They were playing Yankees. They fired some coaches. They played on Sunday Night Baseball. And, uh, you know, it turned around from there. I became a Met fan from, like, basically that point. They went to the NLCS. Like, you know, they, they had a couple of good year run from then then my cousin you know was working for them so it just i like, kept going from there and i would go to a lot of games but i don't want to talk too much like you know as far as did, did i did i did i answer what you were saying like you know as far as like how i got into baseball or watching it and all that no uh i guess my question was more like your perspective on how the how baseball in on the east coast african-american co- uh, community versus oh, okay you know and what you see, what you've noticed, like like the push oh. or lack lack thereof. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's the reason why I, I didn't even jump on that part because he just answered it perfectly. Like it's the same thing. Like and and really it, it's like it's more it's more of like just basketball is such a simple sport to get into. And like people need to put their undivided attention into baseball. It's not like a sport that you like, yeah, there's players that are playing multi-sports, but they're just God-given. Like, baseball is, is made up of tons of utility players and players that could just play first base. And it could be a lot of kids that play, you know, power forward that could be playing first base. You know what I mean? Or small forward in high school if they put all their time into it. You know what I mean? And we just don't see it because they didn't put it into put the time into learn how to hit a baseball. So, and it just... It's just off of convenience. It really is. It's really off of convenience, unfortunately. And also the price, there, the price of it, the price and convenience. There's a, there's a certain level. I, I, I've said this before in, in conversations with other people, but um, with baseball, baseball is the only sport where your athleticism stops at a certain level. If you don't have the skill, like basketball, if you're fast, you can jump high. You can still play the game at a high level to a certain extent. You might not become LeBron James. You might not become, you know, uh, Kawhi Leonard. I mean, I'm using the top of the top right there. But you you could play professionally to a certain extent on pure athleticism alone without knowing all the, the, the fundamentals of the game. And same thing with football. Football, like speed, strength, athleticism, agility will get you to a certain point where you could still play professionally, maybe not become a pro bowler, maybe not become a hall of famer, but you can get to the league baseball. 
your fundamentals aren't where they need to be by like Daniel was saying by by high school and you don't continue with it you you're done you know it's it, it for you know and I, and I think only in Disney movies do you that, uh you know are do you become a 40 year old pitcher who goes into the MLB and you know there there were there were a couple of major leaguers who uh I nothing was uh Preston Wilson used to play for the Rockies a, a center fielder and I think he said he didn't pick up baseball until he was in high school but it still is a skills gap I remember uh, Wilson. Who was that? And his dad was Mookie Wilson. Yeah, see, so forget it. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, I didn't know. I didn't know that. I didn't know Mookie was his dad. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't know either. But yeah, but <laughs> but but like it's but but there is still like I remember um, USA Today had they had like published just like years ago, like maybe fifteen years ago. They said that that uh, the ten hardest things to do in sports, and the number one hardest thing was to hit a 90 plus mile power fastball because if you can't do that you're not making the, the yeah, leagues the thought right out of mind like you know that's exactly what i was going to say hardest you know, thing to do in the baseball it's 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 hard and that's just a 90 like 90s that means that, that you're elite college I, you know that doesn't mean that's not even a great ball anything else i i knew i knew that baseball was not the sport for me when i went to mulligans and i went into the 80 80 mile an hour fast pitch at, at Little League, though, obviously, I'm too young for that. I'm not going to come across an, an 80 mile an hour. Tell them, tell them what Mulligans is. Uh, you mean the, the golf, the, the miniature golf place that used to have batting cages? That doesn't, it, yeah. there's, oh, no what, batting cages. Yeah. there's no batting cages. There's no batting cages uh, anymore, but that that's where you want, oh, if you really? wanted to go. I mean, I don't really know of any. What are batting cages? Yeah. There's not as many batting cages as oh, there used to be. No, not at all. I mean, when I was growing up, you can go to a few places. Now it's like a specialized, like I think it's called House of Hardball here, which and it's like a specialized, like baseball only facility, as opposed to like, oh, gonna go to miniature golf and then go to get to the batting cages is for fun or whatever. And you know, and so, but I remember, you know, you, you go in as a little leaguer, you hit the forty mile an hour, the watermelon pitches, the whatever, the pumpkin or whatever, and you're just, you know, it's oh, this is great, I'm gonna be an MLB player, and then you go to the fast pitch, and it's like, Pff. and I'm like, wait, what? Randy Johnson throws a hundred and five, and I'm supposed to go up there? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I can't even. I got one more for you. I went to the batting cages and. Gian, you're on. you're muted. Hold on, Gian, you're muted. You muted yourself. Yeah, I know. I got a FaceTime call from my kid. Oh, okay. My bad. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So I'll save it because he's going to want to hear this. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're, we're live. Let's keep this going. Yeah. Just tell He can hear so, you. All right. So basically when I was like seven years old, like I was in the batting cages and like, mind you, like I played like in a league and everything, but I don't know what I was doing. I stood on home plate. When I was in the batting cages. <laughs> you happy Gilmore did? <laughs> and I was like seven years old, six years old, like in Coney Island batting cages. Good thing it was only like 40 miles an hour or whatever. But I definitely got hit in the leg, though, and I should hurt. Oh, man. Yeah. And that's 40. That's what I'm saying. An, an 80, 90 mile an hour. An 80 would be slow. An 80 would be off well, speed that, in the major leagues. Dude, those those – Batting cage balls are like this super hard. They like, are rock yeah, hard yeah, rubber yeah. too. The, we never wanted know. to break. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's uh, it's funny because thinking about this too. Uh, batting cages. There's, there's one that I know because again I'm from Compton, um, and so there's one called Rexwell that I still to this day I, I was there Sunday because I just go to the batting cage just for the hell of it. But that's like the only one that I can think of in this whole 
South LA area is that one batting cage and it still takes me 15 minutes. Like one thing that kept me going uh, in baseball was there's um, a coach here, Gerald Pick is incompetent. He's really known on the incompetent because uh, he's been coaching at Centennial High School for years. But Compton, we have this uh, ballpark called Jackie Robinson Field, which was, I guess, a, it was like a, it's like the size of a minor league, uh, uh, like an old school minor league uh, park. And yeah, he would just like he would just kids like any kid who lives here, kids would walk up off the street, and he would just give them a place where they can play baseball in a safe environment. He would find baseball gloves for them, you know, where they didn't have to uh, present all these things, and just just by having a place. Where, where students, where kids can just go and play and learn the game, you know, and uh, he would organize uh, games with other cities and other coaches from other places. You know, I think that goes a long way. But after that, after Compton started that baseball league that I talked about, it only lasted for us like a few years. And then they stopped. They, they I remember they actually built a swimming pool that cut into left field of, of like their biggest little league field. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know? my, my little league so, became a target. I mean, my little league, three field complex, it was every year was popular, never, you know, a, a down year in terms of roster registration and all that stuff. And then target bought the land. They, you know, and they turned it into a target. So that all those fields just gone, you know, so how many generations of kids aren't going to have baseball like that anymore? And then they tried to resurrect it, but it'll never be the same. A place that was there since the fifties, you know, since that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. That's insane. But for a target, but, which me, everybody in the town goes and who boycotted went and shopped at. So it's like, you know, just, <laughs> they boycotted the target. No, don't shop here. And now they're all party. shopping there. So it's, hey, that's, part of the game. That's, that's just posturing. Yeah. <laughs> That's just well, doing it. So you don't gotta catch a sheet from the from other communities and other people around. Like you, you done messed up a whole hold on hold on generation of kids that could have played baseball. Yep, just like that. And it was huge community involvement. You every year you'd have your little ceremonies where the fire department, the police would come. They'd all like squirt guns with each other and stuff like that. I mean, stuff to that in today's day and age where you have this huge distrust for you know armed forces and stuff like that to just have that sense of community where they can all come together. Even if it was like twice in a season or something, it still instills a little bit of like confidence and it helps everybody for everything. I don't know. It's, it's, but it's gone now. Like I said, it's a parking lot. And the only time the cops go there now is to arrest somebody or, or something. So. <laughs> so Aaron, let me, let me ask you something. I think, was it, I think it was ESPN that did a 30 for 30 about, you know, Eric Davis is one of my favorite players as a kid mm -hmm. and Daryl Strawberry mm -hmm. and then Royce Clayton Strawberry. came out and they would, and they, like were, they, <laughs> they would go, the but they, they, would, they, would go like the, they would go to the neighborhood park and train in the off season. What the fuck happened with those guys? Why didn't they try to start some sort of community league? Oh, that's another thing that Dom says in a lot of the interviews is that why he started baseball generation. My bad about that. For cutting no, you go off. For it. But he was saying that, like, the reason why he had started because a lot of people didn't come back and, like, do anything for the community. That was the reason that, you know, you know, he wanted to make it to begin with was so he can go back and he can help the kids and give them the same opportunities that he didn't have. Because it took him till he was, like, almost in high school to see that these opportunities were real. Right. That all you had to do was be who you were supposed to be but it's, it's a lot more complicated in those areas.
Well, something about uh, uh, Smith, too, is that he went to Sarah. So Sarah's like a small private school, but it's like a really black private school. I think uh, Gian right. mentioned the fact that they're like a feeder school for, for USC, especially with football and track, yep. right? You know, uh, so I say that because you see a lot of the major leaguers, too, especially black major leaguers, they get picked out of middle school to go to, to these prep schools and these like in these real like high end yeah. private schools amongst non like with no black folk, you know. Uh so the right. fact that you gotta get selected. You got and you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta get taken out of your community to even get mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And, and like kids don't even want to do that in junior high school. Like if you ask the kid in junior high school, do you want to leave your friends? Do you want to go chill with some white kids like that are gonna judge you? And, and make sure that you feel like you're beneath them at all four years you're in high school. Like, no, that's not every white kid, but I'm saying like a good, you know, a good majority of them will sit there. And even if it's a, it's a, a boarded school or whatever it is, if, even if it's just, you just go in and you travel into. And you better be good at baseball too. At that point, you better be good what? at baseball to go through all that too. Cause exactly. Cause if you're not, and you still get put through all of it and you're going to have that, all that baggage of that hatred, that everything, why did I do this? You know, it's, it's word. And it's like a waste of time at the end it's, of the day. Yeah. yeah no. Cause I, I'm, this is like, I'm a, I was, I'm a Dodgers fan. Uh, I love Matt, Matt Kemp. And I remember the first time I heard Matt Kemp speak, I was like, I don't think he went to a prep school. <laughs> because you can also like hear the difference in like in the way because they come from a black community, you know, and then you go to, to these prep schools in four four years of not just that training but the education, you know, usually they come out different at times, you know. Well, yeah, so you, I remember you just close your eyes and you're like, hmm, is he black or white? And that and then the fact <laughs> that you could even ask that question just lets you know what you're saying is true. Cause... Well, but there's also like, yeah, you know goes back to the demographics you're also you're playing ball on a travel team travel team, yeah. every kid every kid is for the most part is white like i remember yep. like i brought up my 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 ex's brother um he was on a team where it was him and this half mexican half Puerto. he's he's salvadorian it was him and this half mexican half puerto rican kid and then the rest of the team was white and they went on a tournament they went to a tournament to south dakota or north or montana <laughs> to montana they're walking down the street and other like teenagers are driving by screaming at them like dropping n bombs the clan's coming and they're sitting <laughs> and they're sitting there like looking around to see like what are they talking like about? i'm just trying to play baseball yeah well no, yeah. they didn't they didn't realize that they were the n bomb oh <laughs> <laughs> feel bad for those oh wait they're talking about me but but you see this systemically even when i was at morehouse uh so all these black colleges have baseball teams. In fact, yeah. when I got when I was at Morehouse, we we didn't have one for a long time. Uh, the most famous baseball player is being Dom McClendon out of, out of Morehouse. He he was on the, the Mets, uh, sixty eight, I want to say title team sixty nine. The manager. Oh, or, see, yeah. or is that Lloyd McClendon? Okay, no. Nah. Yeah, you think about Lloyd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he was like the most famous one, and uh, then the baseball team. They stopped having a baseball team. So when I came in as a freshman in 2002, uh, they had a club team. And then I became an official sport, a special team in 2003. And I was on the team uh, uh, from there. But I remember my AD, who went to Morehouse too, uh, who's also, uh, who also coached the team my last couple of years, 
so he played football and baseball at Morehouse in the 70s. You know, he was there with like Spike Lee and any different people. And that's why he that's why the team came back because he was so passionate about baseball and having right. uh, and having it. But he but he talked about how difficult it is for these black schools to even get into the tournaments, the the, the, the this baseball college uh, uh, World Series, because the way that they even rank these different conferences, these black teams have to almost play like perfect baseball to get a shot to go. I remember the team we played against that was probably the best team uh, in our conference. And the entire time I was there was Albany State. Uh, I mean, Albany State had a couple of guys who, who scouts would come and like watch watch them strike us out. Essentially, that's that's how good like w- <laughs> Albany State players, players were. You were right? for the you, you were for the reels. That's what you were. You were the guy going. You know? <laughs> no, I, I I remember one one guy. He was he was so so good that he was like he and there was like the last game of the season. So, but he, he had scouts there, and uh, he was working on his curveball against us, you know. And it was like, hey, you know, <laughs> like we get it, you know, like like. But he was, but and this but just proves were, the point about how good you need to be to even be in the position to be scouted, let alone yeah. to be signed. Because if he gets signed. What's he going to get put in a minor league team? He might enter the draft to get sent to the minor league team for what, 10 years yeah. and maybe make league minimum at a certain point. Like hopefully 10 years. <laughs> if, if, if he makes it to 25 and he's still in the minors, that's like amazing, you know, but, the, but Albany state was the all was the, was a historically black college. By the time I went uh, playing, start to play against them, they weren't necessarily like as, as black as they had been historically, but the baseball team was still pretty much black, you know? So, but they, as good as they were, they still had trouble getting into some of these uh, uh, World Series tournaments for Division Two, at least, because of just the his- historical nature of being at a black school in a black conference. It was just that much more more difficult, you know. So it's I'm I'm like I don't know how the scouts even know to go to Albany State, which is in Albany, Georgia. You know, who knows where Albany, Georgia is? <laughs> you know, but it's like those are that's part of like the issues and the systemic because how does that kid make it to the majors? Just like, just like Dan saying, how, you know, potentially Instagram, Instagram. You, you also, you also have the, I mean, baseball scouts will find any player under a rock, you know, but if they, but, if they put their money to invest, like that's the thing about it. Like when, when these play, uh, places were like these, these organizations were like, we're going to create camps in the Dominican. We're going to create camps and these other that means they're moving resources that might have been scouring places off, you know, off, and off you the from their face. Yeah, and they, you know, and they, and so that kid that's, that is playing basketball that might have played baseball, uh, but he knows the scouts are going to be not going to be at the baseball game, but they'll be at this basketball game or AAU game or something like that. You know, he'll, he'll probably go. You know, I like it, you know, so it's also I just want to bring this up because there's this uh, article in New York uh, U.S. News by uh, David Canton, who was a black studies uh, uh, professor. And he mentions three reasons why the numbers of baseball black baseball players has, has declined. And one of them is the economic. He talks about the federal housing, uh, how you started having people move to suburbs. So white people now had this space and they had fields and they had things that people who weren't able to go out out there had this is these are like things that happened in like the the, the, the 50s and 60s he even talks about um mass incarceration how that started to ramp up in the late 70s and then you have this whole glut of black men getting arrested and thrown in jail and, and that's if you find those older black men they all love baseball 
You know, they all grew up playing baseball, but if they're not there to teach their kids, of course they did. Because who was watching basketball back then? That's <laughs> muddy, man. Yeah, there's a lot of you know, a lot of baseball fans, black baseball fans that could older people the game of baseball, and because they weren't there, them kids went and played basketball. I can't and even name any like basketball players. I, yeah, I can't what? even name. I was gonna say I can't even name basketball players that, that were in the you know four fifties and sixties. What Jerry West? That's it. <laughs> like, wow. Will I mean, Chamberlain, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just making a joke Elgin here. Baylor. I'm just making a joke here, but, but it's just like the thing, Robertson. They weren't celebrities like baseball players, right? Were. That's what I'm saying. You know, right? Reggie Jackson was a personality beyond the baseball field. Okay, okay, okay. A quick, a quick aside here. I just want to throw this out there. Okay, it was Daniel. We did a podcast three or four years ago, and then Daniel was talking about when he found out that Hanley Ramirez was Dominican. (laughs) I had that experience. (laughs) Like I thought he was a black guy. I thought he was black. I really did. With modesty, never thought that. But yeah. (laughs) Go ahead, John. Finish the story. But, but uh, you know, what I'm saying is, like, sometimes people want to tell people the names on the jerseys and they look out on the field, they see a bunch of black people because of, you know, the the slave trade in Dominican Republic and, and Venezuela and, and Puerto Rico and Cuba and so on and so forth, you know. But then when they see the names, it kind of changes their perspective. And it is, it's different because it's a different culture altogether, you know, while physically there's similarities aesthetically, it's not the same people at all. And I, the reason why I bring this up is because Reggie Jackson's half Puerto Rican. So I, I, you know, I needed to throw that out there that, you know, yeah, you, know you can't, you, you can't completely claim Reggie Jackson. Yep. Where did, where did he uh, grow up? Uh, Oakland. He's from the Bay Area too. Oh, well, see, that's the thing about it though. But there's a difference because that, that, that's that's also like with uh, with Marcus uh, Stroman too, right? You know, but he grew up yeah. in like you know, like there's his, there's a his, difference. Mom, hey, his, his mama Puerto Rican. Rican, bro. It's true. It's true. But but that's but that's that's also why why this conversation is so funny too is because you because that's it he doesn't mean that he's still not not black american you know because you can still be puerto rican and still be black american you know and yeah, so absolutely, you know, absolutely. yeah but that's just i had, I had no idea about reggie jackson being half puerto rican i had no idea <laughs> you know, daniel, it's, daniel can't wrap his head around uh, uh, that part but <laughs> i didn't know for me with the glasses and everything i, I okay, okay I, i'm gonna th- i'm gonna throw another one out there and chris because you're from new york bobby bonilla is he, is he, does he count as a black player or does he count as a Puerto Rican player? Right, he definitely he definitely count as a Hispanic. No, I'm really? playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, what? <laughs> oh, like, what? Bobby Ball? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Just because you know Bobby Ball needed to. You know, he gets paid a million dollars every day until 2031, I think. He's Good for him. He, he earned every dollar. I'll just play. Nah, I was just saying you guys can have him because you know we already got a mess already gotta pay him, so <laughs> <laughs> that's what the black people want on their books. 
Then when we go off of free agency, then they, they put Bobby Bowie on our backs. <laughs> I'll take him. Because I, I remember watching Bobby Bow with the Pirates. Uh, he was oh, he with the Pirates, but then when he went to the mess, he forgot how to play baseball. Not he with the Dodgers. He was the Dodgers for a little bit. It was like, <laughs> no, no. First time around, he was all right. I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, whatever. Got it. It's just a matter of the long, elongated contract, but Steve Cohen said that they're going to actually make light of it and um, have a Bobby Bonilla day, and they're going to end up giving him a lump sum on the field one day. That's how they're going to settle it because the Will Ponds are too cheap to handle that shit. Like again, like, <laughs> like I, hey, like that was also funny how about those contracts. This is something else too that, because people talk about like you see the NBA draft is is uh, on television and the NBA, uh, the NF, NFL draft. Like you see these players, baseball draft for so long was like in some dude in a room over a loudspeaker talking about who got picked. Because you know, there's like there used to be like a hundred rounds, you know. So you know, so they're not. So I so when people also you get drafted in baseball like in basketball, you see these 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 paychecks, which in baseball the, the checks are guaranteed first time it's guaranteed money and it's a lot it used to be a, a, a hell of a lot lot more initially if you were like one of those top picks. You know, so I also think that plays into uh what people think about like getting paid. You know, if if if, if you're if you're like young, you're like, man, okay, I wanna make I go you, know, you can be in you could be in the NBA at nineteen at twenty. Years old, yeah, you know, with with like a guaranteed check now. Baseball, unless you were great in college, which means that you probably have to go through these other things to even get to a, a good D one school to be seen and get drafted, uh, and then to be that that high, or you could out of high school. But who goes straight from high school to the major league? You you spending some time. See, in the I was gonna say, rare. you you pretty much have to be a farmed child from mexico or one of these hispanic countries like that they know like because they got you they got you from like 12 and they know exactly like you're 16 now okay he's almost ready yeah all right exactly let's start teaching him english let's start teaching him english now like that's what you know you know know how that whole that whole system works they they go around and they they look at they they get kids from a certain age Mm -hmm. and they they put them in an academy where all they're doing yeah. is playing baseball all day. They're feeding them. They're getting three square meals. They're teaching them English, which doesn't Terrible. seem to ever fucking work because all all these Dominican guys get here and they still can't speak English. For shit. No, 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 that's no, why that's when I heard <laughs> they, they they know it. they don't want you to know it. Yeah, so they, 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 <laughs> they like to they like to play the no speaking English card whenever they when sure. it's convenient. Uh, yeah, but, man. But, they're, they're, getting, they're getting fed and then to a certain age i want to say 14 or 15 if they don't show some sort of uh some sort of talent they cut you and they send you back to the village and then those yes. other kids keep going but uh it's i guess it must be cheaper for baseball to do that and because of you know just humane reasons you can't do that here in, in the u.s well, you know Baseball Academy in Compton that they started. I was like, they got this, they got this hat from the groundbreaking they had 2006 or five. This how this hat this hat is. Yeah, something like Compton. that. Yeah, around the right well, around so like time. I mentioned, like I mentioned earlier, like Jimmy Rollins was a part of some sort of project to try to get baseball in the inner city. Dominic, Dominic Smith played here. Right. If, if, if you're coming from like this Compton, Long Beach, like uh, Gardena area, you are going to play 
at this academy either yep. for them at some point or you're going to play against them like you're mm-hmm. there's this it's, it's impossible to like not be a, a part of it it is you know? the but, yeah. like mlb hub for this area oh, for sure. yeah mm-hmm. and and but the was funny part about it is that you know yeah they can't do what they're doing in dominican i'm sure they wish they could <laughs> they i guarantee you they wish they could i mean they might as well i mean really you might as well mm-hmm. just have one of those academies like a boarding school for baseball. i mean they they already do it for other sports under the books. I mean, I, I won't I won't throw names out there, but the community college I went to, they were doing it for community college. They were recruiting players, which you're not supposed to do, in Florida. Fly them out here with their parents, whatever, hit, setting them up with an apartment, hooking them up with rent, all this, whatever, cash under the table too, so they could play for this community college because it would be a hub for them to be recruited and when you're, you know, when you have people getting recruited from your school, what does that mean? More funding, more everything else, and you know that sure. more money in everyone else's pay and uh, in pocket. Not so, sure, not know that. Um, so I'm sure, What's, you know, it's still going on for baseball too. So th- this is this this is inter- an interesting tidbit here. But if you guys, you probably haven't been paying attention, but the amount of, of Puerto Rican players in the major leagues has dropped significantly. And I, I, I kind of brought it up earlier. And the reason what? behind that is, yeah, so they used to have the same type of academies in Puerto Rico. And then I want to say 15 years ago or 20 years ago, they changed it to where you had to draft Puerto Rican players and Canadian players instead of signing them to a free agent contract. Oh, yeah, sure. So because of that, they kind of pulled out a lot of the, the funding and academies they had there because now it was – they're basically an American player now, and it's going to cost mm-hmm. more money to get a Puerto Rican player. Than so it what's would. the point? <laughs> also, Dominican player is just way more cost efficient. Right. Well, what happened was that not, they started putting more money into Venezuela. So uh, then you had this huge – there's a huge surge of Venezuelan okay. players now that wasn't yeah. before. Is Acuna Venezuelan? I think Acuna is Venezuelan. I'm not sure. I mean, well, anyway, keep going. everybody's Venezuelan. I feel like I think there might be more Venezuelan than Dominicans now. There's that's that's, um, I'm trying to like a lot of pitchers. There's a lot of pitchers. Uh, I mean, Miguel Cabrera. I mean, that's that's an older guy now. Towards yeah, the end of the year, but you know, uh, Pablo Sandoval was one. Los um, Ramos. Uh, yeah, I've seen that picture of them together. Miguel Cabrera and Los Ramos. Keep going. A lot, half of the guys with the, the Tampa Bay are, are from Venezuela. Like the the, the guys yeah. that were. Not that Tampa Bay was. I mean, I don't want to talk about that. But, uh, uh, <laughs> but, but there's a there's been a huge surge from Venezuela that wasn't before, and it was because they kind of like, okay, well, we can't do the Puerto Rican. Let's move this. This is my theory. I, I you know, I don't know if anyone's going to admit to that, but it, it just makes sense that you see the decline. You, you still have the Puerto Rican players, obviously. Like I mentioned, you know, you, you got some stars in Lindor, Correa, Rosario. Um, that was the same thing. Kike Hernandez. Oh yeah, Kike. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And Edwin Rios. For the well, those guys because they wear Dodger blue, they're both sellouts to me. Even though they don't, <laughs> even though they don't know it, you know, they lost them. They might as well be Mexican in my book. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, there was a, there was a string of Cubans too for a while, like around the Puig time that were coming out. The, who was the one who went to the Diamondbacks? Signed a huge like contract out of Cuba. So I forgot what it was, and I don't know what he. I think it was. I think his last name was uh, Tomas. 
right? Something. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. It was money to come on. There you go. And, and yeah. I don't even know what happened to him, but like that, it was a string of just, because it, it was like I a mean, Puig effect. I mean, they didn't have to get defected, you, you but know. at some point they stopped having to get defected. That's why, because Obama opened up the floodgates, I guess. It's true. Hey, oh, see, that's interesting too. Yeah. The, Politics. The, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to stereotype here, but it seems like the only hardworking Cuban baseball player is Cespedes. Because the rest of the guys, they get some paychecks and they fall off a cliff after a year or two, you know. I mean, Puig got, I get it. Puig like, got COVID. When, I can... when you're stealing, when you're stealing toilet paper and soap on these like international baseball tournaments, because like that's how bad it is back home, and then you get here to the states and someone's handing you millions of dollars, I could see why like there's just weight off your shoulders. Hey man, I do that know? when I go to the hotel now. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, what are you so, what are you talking about it's because they got so many people to take care of too but, uh, what happened i'm i i'm what do you say no nah, i was saying they got so many people to take care of like i was desperate too yeah and then they they got that guilt from being free and then everybody else is stuck over there so it's like it's kind of rough like compared to other baseball players it's 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 a whole. I, I can't even imagine. Well, I what's can't even imagine what's anything. what's the solution? What do you guys think is the solution? I mean, short term is not going to work. It has to be long term, you know, from the foundation. Investment. But what it? But what is it? What? How do I you? Mean, how do you make? How do you make baseball? Here's a better question to start with. I think. How do you make baseball cool again? How do you make it fun again? How do you make it presentable? Do you do you prevent? Time Warner companies like Time Warner from signing these exclusive deals where you can't even watch baseball really because like I mean what what because that's good for the sport you you get these huge Mookie Betts style large uh, you know size contracts which brings more attention and, and 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 whatever that might be you know you get to pay people more and build stack teams whatever I don't know what the you know but it's like well, and then what is what does Mookie Betts have to do you know I feel like. Mookie Betts, right now, should be the poster child for for this move. No, nothing against Dominic Smith; he's doing great. But you know, nah, a totally. Lot of people, a lot of people say Mookie Betts is you know with him and Trout are the best best players in baseball right now. Well, you know? no, I get the impression he was the only player in the World Series that was black. Well, okay, so it's funny. It's funny you say that because there's a friend of mine. We we played baseball together when we were eight years old. You know, that's the only season he ever played. You know, we played. Oh, together. you and Mookie? No, oh. <laughs> no, Mookie, no. Me, me, and a good friend for friend of mine. Like, oh, we're still I was like, wait, what? Friends. You play with Mookie? What? <laughs> no, no. Mookie's like 28. You know? That's that's why uh, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> You no, know, it was because uh, I, I bought I bought my boy's son a Mookie Betts T-shirt jersey. You know, because my homeboy is a Griffey fan. Like he played football growing up, but his baseball he loved Griffey. Like Griffey, even to this day, like you can't say anything to him about Griffey. You know, because Griffey had the shoes, Griffey had the swagger. I remember hearing LeBron James mention talk like he talked about Griffey. Like you just wanted to be Griffey. You know, but part of that is because baseball put him out there, and he had a personality. And I think that someone like Mookie is, is interesting because he seems to love Los Angeles. You know, uh, I guess as soon as he got traded over, like he seemed to really enjoy this. Baseball needs to use him for that. Tim Anderson seems well, like hashtag, somebody. Hashtag Boston is racist. I mean, oh, that's... yeah. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> yeah. but, but also someone like Tim Tim Anderson, 
You know, like Tim Anderson is a great player to watch, you know, and he's a player who I've heard him talk about, like he's interested in being that person, you know, Dominic, but baseball needs to just like the fact that, that Smith is out here doing this, like he created this himself. Why isn't baseball supporting that? Like with money and saying, we're going to help, uh, like we're going to make you guys true ambassadors in, in the way that the game has always had ambassadors. And we're going to support you like financially behind it too. I'm on Instagram today. Followed baseball generations today. They just followed y'all today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. said it started in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> and oh that's... my god. Nah, and and yeah, no, totally, totally. And, and the other thing is just you gotta also remember Ken Griffey Jr. got thrown to the wayside because of uh, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire's steroids. Like, yeah. you know. I mean, I don't, I don't throw shade on anybody's greatness. I mean, whether it's with performance and whatever. But I'm saying that they threw Griffey out there until they had something bigger. Better, yeah. When they did that, they ruined the whole generation of black players that they could have been inheriting from the next generations. Because Griffey could have been the person that people watched and wanted to be like. If but, only – my theory is this, actually, because it, it, I mean, it, jumps, it jumps off. Go, go ahead. Yeah, he, he did get hurt. That was the big thing because – when he got hurt, he never really recovered, in my opinion. But ninety-seven to two thousand, he was still hitting though. Well, the him on the Reds though, never he never he never reclaimed like the glory When they when they, the home run chase started, they they first thought it was going to be Griffey that was going to be the one because he and almost then, did it in that strike shortened CC. Yeah, and then 97, 97, he had fifty-six home runs. So yep, and then ninety-eight. Once they seen, you know, Maguire and Sosa were going at it, they stopped publicizing Griffey. He his injuries didn't start till two thousand two, because two thousand one he still had a full season with the Reds. Mm-hmm. Or even someone like Barry Bonds. If Barry Bonds was such an asshole, you know, Barry Bonds. He's a honestly, he could have been, been a voice for the sport. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. That's another thing. That's another thing. We forget Barry Bonds is black sometimes. <laughs> Which is so funny. Barry Bonds, well, Barry you know, Bonds is not it, a great ambassador for for the black community. Like, even so, okay, but let me ask, let me ask you something about that. Then why does Ken Griffey get a pass when he pretty much grew up similar to Barry Bonds? He's a second generation ball player. He grew up at the ballpark. You know, he had a you know he had a nice smile and he was a little bit friendlier. But well, that's it. And that's he, a big and part he, of it. <laughs> And, and he embraced that '90s culture. Yeah, you, yeah. You see, like, like Michael Jordan didn't have to do it because he was already representing what the black man could be. That's actually my theory. I was gonna say. I think if, if Michael if Michael Jordan actually was good at baseball, it would have he would have taken up. If he would have if he when he retired, quote unquote, and he went on to play minor leagues. And I'm actually choking, but actually kind of serious. If Michael Jordan was as good as he was at basketball, as he you know or whatever I'm trying to say, if he was good at baseball, I mean. The sky would have been the limit. You would have had people playing but, both sports just because you got to be like Mike, literally, to do both sports. I, I, I still kind of feel like there's a certain year where it drops off a cliff, the, the amount of people playing. And it wasn't in the 90s because the kids, the, the, the black kids at my high school were still playing baseball and basketball and football. You know, like everybody was still out there playing. I played, in fact, when I was 21, I played in a, a like semi-pro stand mutual league, where there was a bunch of kids from Oakland that were playing with us and against us that were playing at the junior college level, and, and 
you know, playing D2, you know, a couple D1 players that were out there. And I feel like it was like mid-2000s or like early 2000s. Yeah, no, no that, that definitely hits some right there. Well, uh, basketball and, and football, right, the prep schools, they covered those sports heavy. Like, I'm telling you that high school sports from the mid-2000s on, like MSG Network for, for New York, and I guarantee that uh, Comcast or whatever channel does the L.A. stuff, they were definitely covering the high school b- basketball and football. So once that became a thing where even ESPN was doing high school basketball and high school football, that that's definitely going to make people look at it like, damn, we need to spend more time on basketball. Like This, this is going like ESPN tournaments uh, for high school kids. You know what I mean? You know, that I, did, definitely I, has- I didn't think about that. And it was also like mid nineties when you started, when you started seeing the high school players going straight to the NBA exactly. after that, after that, not having been done for like 20 years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see it again. So you see all these guys, 19 years old, making bread, you know, it doesn't matter if you out. when you have to go through five years in the minor leagues, you know, if right. you're doing well, cause right. I mean, once, yeah, once you keep going. No, 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 no. I, 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 that's a great point. I, I've never even considered that. Like, I'm now I'm thinking, you see all these dudes that were my age or a little older than me going straight to the NBA, making bread. I mean, I remember guys like Sebastian Telfair who flamed out. You yeah, know. no, he went, I went to Lincoln, actually. That's crazy. Oh, he went to high school with them? No, I, I went to high school with Lance. Lance Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you had – there was this – there was – up until LeBron, I don't know when they – I mean, it's still the same shit, but, you know, I, the whole freshman, like, one year. One year. College, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I don't see how that changes anything. But, like, whatever year, was it, was it the year after LeBron or two years after LeBron, LeBron where they said you couldn't go straight to, to the NBA from high school anymore? You know? But also, part yeah, of no, it was 05, 05, 06, something like that. Well, part of the reason why you have these players able to do this is because they had infrastructure for these kids when they were younger. So like LeBron got picked, got plucked out of Akron to go play for St. Vincent, which was like not, I don't even think St. Vincent was, was in the same state, you know, as uh, maybe it was, you know, but that was like, he got, he got some, someone gave him some scholarship money, you know, cause they knew he was good at basketball and they knew that the lights would come. But this reminds me of, remember that little league world series with that Chicago team that, that, that uh, from like from the South side that went Monet. No, it was there was no cause no there was a it was a Chicago Little League team that went really deep in the World Series. Is that the they one Carl even, Crawford funded? They might have even won it, you know. But then it came out that they didn't play by the rules of the Little League, in the in a sense where they because Little League has divisions where you could you have to get players from certain areas, or else you're in a different area. And I remember, right. and so they were getting players from from like like in the same like in the area but it wasn't in that area that little league said that they could do and i remember uh it became an issue because they ended up stripping and get the title or something like that it came in second they, they did this is like 10 years ago something like that but i remember the uh the coach the person who organized the team was like it's not easy for us to be able to get these players to take together like these white teams they have all these resources and all they have this broad area but with black players we don't have that you know and the way that they came down on this on this team of like mostly black kids from uh, Chicago that play well, uh, made like why would you want to get involved with uh, little league? You know, this is part of the reason why you see little league also these players being so so like these these white school these white places doing so well 
Because, like, again, like it is a systemic thing that baseball, I'm if they weird. want to address, they can address it. Why people are not one to, to deal with the bullshit? Like, if you're going to sit there and play games with them and play all these extra rules and throw in all these extra little stipulations, they're just going to say F baseball. Like, we and- go play basketball. I'd rather be a bench player in basketball than have to deal with all these politics. And that like straight up. And that's that is this is the 2014 uh team. They they won the title in 20 in 2014. And and I and part of it, you listen to the to to uh that 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 team, the person who put the team together, because I I remember just playing Little League too, because my brother was on a little league team here who actually in, in LA and Compton, who they you know they didn't get past the regionals or anything, but we had to cobble the players, you know. To do it, and they and they made it past like the first initial. There's so many different levels that so you can yeah. get to. Like, we're, we're, we're yeah. sport, oh, there's so you know? many things, so many rounds, so many. Oh man! <laughs> but they got to like Mission Viejo, you know, uh, and they, that's that's what they end up losing, you know. But Compton, hundred thousand people. But like I like if you're from Compton, like you have to have players. They have like they have smaller regions, and if you go out, you spread too far outside of that, you run into these violations. Yep, you know. And, and, and I, and I get was, it too, yeah, because my that's my dad for the last few years of his life. That's what he was doing. He coached, he coached and managed a few teams actually to San Bernardino, and I think even one or two of them beyond that. Whatever is the, whatever that is beyond the, that game. I don't know what it is. Northern Northern California, Southern California. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, but. It, it and that and it all stems back to what I was saying at the beginning, you know. And I was joking about. Um, the whole like competitive nature of the sport and thing because i was and on a more serious level and this is why i'm kind of tying it back together i was noticing people with doing travel ball already at that at that age i mean literally it, it was to the point where i just didn't care enough to do that because it was just it just felt like too much and so again that's just me you know, a Mexican kid and not living in the, you know, in, in the inner city or whatever, like, and so I can't even imagine what it would be like for them to, to feel motivated. I, that's the big thing for me. It's like the motivation. What, what's motivating you to go and show up on the field? Cause in high school, the baseball players, at least and on campus, you got some girls who would like, like, you know, baseball player or whatever, but football or basketball, like that's what was getting attention of not just you know, other girls or whoever, but the school itself and the parents, and those are the games that were going to be sold out and packed and, and, and over the intercom, you know, you, you know, it's Friday night's game, we got da, 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 da. No, you know, they weren't talking about the, the high school baseball team or whatever. So it's like, I feel like all of, and I, of course, this is just a sample size one of one. I don't know what other high schools were like, but you know, you, you just, you just, what's the school putting the attention on? It's not really the sport of baseball, so if if it's not really getting any attention, the only people signing up for it are the only ones who really quote unquote want it to begin with, and those are the people who can only afford it. So yeah, I mean it all comes well, back. Well, I to- mean, uh, well, to be fair, uh, I I I learned this years ago, but high school baseball is meaningless. Scouts don't go to high school baseball games; they only go they go to travel ball. So travel ball is kind of a if your only outlet to get scouted was high school then travel ball has kind of killed that to a certain extent, unless you're doing something so extraordinary in high school that they decide to come and see you, you know, and and it's, it's one of those things where 
where it's like the scouts like I'm already gonna see these guys with so and so, you know, mm-hmm. the 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 Carson fucking flapjacks or whatever. Who are playing against the yeah. best of the best in another region anyway. So we're just seeing the best players play. to begin with. So what's the point in going out and spending the time to sit out there and watch quote unquote mediocre players? Because someone said it's even this. like it's even it's even call, like college baseball. You know, a lot of these guys are playing in wood bat summer leagues. So like yeah, how much yeah. scouting is actually going on at, at college baseball games? They're not they're gonna go to the Cape Cod League and watch them there. Or, you know, I'm not too familiar with these college summer leagues, but they're gonna go watch them there because they're also because they're using wood bats because the ball comes off the bat differently. You That's know? the other know, thing yeah. too, yeah. Having to like I love my aluminum but I, bat, I but then you get old enough and you're like, Oh wait, we're using bats that are A, like a million times more expensive than a wooden bat and then B <laughs> Like you, you're not gonna hit the ball the same. Like you can, I, I can hit home run with an aluminum was, bat. Like <laughs> there was, there was like a few years here where Easton and and whoever would come out with these bats, where it was basically as long as you hit it in the air, it was gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was like I remember because like, the they were getting banned. Of, they were getting banned. They would ban them in the leagues. Ban them because, because the barrel was out. too big. Like you'd have a fucking huge. 17 inch oh, barrel super light too for i remember for a I while know, 12, so 12 ounces you can... <laughs> <laughs> back fly out your hands by the way yeah is. because you swing it so hard like you like this impossible <laughs> todd frazier let the bat fly out of his hand way too many times in the last couple of years these guys <laughs> they're all going to take one time man. <laughs> well let me let me baseball in general is you know, not just in the black community, but in general, the popularity of it has gone down aside from, you know, regionally, like if your team does good, then all of a sudden regionally, we'll, we'll go and tune into the yeah, games. But how, how do you, how do you make the game fun again for everybody? Like make it cool again for everybody where it's not just an elitist sport, but you know, like I know a lot of people are like, you're starting to see more bat flips and more celebrations on baseball is always kind of a gentleman's game. You know, and if you broke the code, that you would, you'd expect to get drilled be- between the numbers, and we're starting to see that go away a little bit. You gotta, you, know, you but- gotta, have, you gotta have. I'm sorry, you gotta have baseball. You gotta have celebrities. Like, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, the one thing that LeBron is is a celebrity. Right. Like somebody, and OBJ, he's a celebrity. Like these guys, I mean, at the end of the day, like if there's a Mike Trout or or, I mean, Derek Jeter was a celebrity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what that's that is something that kept baseball afloat for a while. When he left the game, there wasn't a player that picked it up. And it's something we haven't even realized. Like, because it's baseball so irrelevant to the public psyche that like Derek Jeter retiring was just like regular to people. Like if you were like a baseball person or a Yankee fan or whatever. You said, yeah, tip your cap, but it's like life goes on. Like, it's not like when Michael Jordan retired, you were like, or Kobe. Yeah. Kobe, yeah. Everyone was talking or, about Kobe. Kobe retired around the same time as, as Derek Jeter. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And, yeah, they both had some pretty pretty cool last games, too, though. I can't lie. Derek Jeter with yeah. the walk off in the last yeah, game. No. I mean, <laughs> I got I to gotta run downstairs real quick. I'll be right back. Okay. Um, yeah, but no, that's true. Because I, I think about Matt Kemp. Like when Mac Mac Kemp at one point was dating Rihanna, you know, and yeah. people and people knew him 
Like, I remember I was talking to someone, they were like, who is he? I said, he's center field for the Dodgers, you know, but they, they didn't know. No, they knew him from dating Rihanna. Rihanna also, that was like, he was, he hit like 300 the year before and he done dating her, he hit 250. Then he broke he up. Killed and he killed his became, career. He, he kind of, <laughs> she <laughs> broke his back. She broke his back. Broke his hips. Hey, that's a, hey, that's better than a World <laughs> Series ring. Yeah. And he didn't get, he was a year too late. He could have got it last year. Uh, yeah. I mean, so Mookie could be that guy, though, I, I really think. I mean, A, he has the money. He has the money right now. I mean, because I, I thought, like, you know, potentially Giancarlo Stanton would, might be that guy, you know, but he's always injured, so he can't even be in the spotlight because he's not even healthy. I mean, so Puig, you have all these great players. They don't speak English, too, so it's like, and Gian would weigh in on this, too. It's, it's, a, it's like a, a UFC problem, too. Uh, that that we see because UFC is a, a huge like international sport all over but a lot of people don't speak fluent and so when they're on the mic you know you just you might the guy might have just decked the guy and destroyed him and knocked him out clat and you put the mic uh, 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 I won the, the fight and you're like yeah but how do you market that you really can't other than like Khabib 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 is and he blew up because of, like Conor McGregor and this is just a little sidebar here but it's just like he's not great on the mic but connor was right connor was able to because he's so great on the mic generate the hype and generate the viral clips and all this through talking shit and everything and he got the floyd mayweather fight it, it, you know it made even more money it, obviously it's fighting it's a different sport entirely but i that's kind of missing the the spiciness the only spiciness that i could think of coming out of baseball is like bryce harper wearing a maga hat like and that's not it but but you know what I mean though it's like it's yeah I mean this was this was this was when 2016 when he was when he was like Bryce Harper was uh supporting the the Trump the Trump stuff but I'm just saying like that was that's spicy that those are spicy comments when when people are saying these people shouldn't be doing bat flips and stuff like that's what's spicy and it's like but what, what that's and that's kind of why baseball if I feel like does kind of get paused because they don't embrace what people like and just like in football, people love that celebration. Go ahead. Nah, they don't embrace popular culture. Yeah, and that's and that's a huge factor for all of this stuff because it's it's what goes viral. It's what goes. I mean, the home run is great. That that's a huge marketing tool. But in the day of the internet, you need more than a than a home run blast because I don't know what the Dodgers retweets are for like a home run or like MLB tweets out a home run. That's cool, but there has to be more to the sport and there really isn't more to the sport. That is the sport, but it's just, well, that is, you know what? It also doesn't help when you're the guy celebrating the most is fucking preppy ass. Cody Bellinger looks like he's straight out of fucking Malibu. People love Cody. Even people who, he looks so stoned all the time. That's, and that's why they, they like, (laughs) that's why people love Cody. I'm friends who aren't big baseball fans, but they like, but Cody's always, he's, he's a damn mean, but what you're saying about the internet is also true. Because basketball really had a, they, they, it got, it got more popular the last five or six years, and a lot of Twitter. us say that's that's a, because of Vine. Vine, they okay. say that is a, because highlights. Vine, because you can, highlights, and and you could tweet that on Twitter, and the and, and based in the NBA did did not stop people from doing that. The NFL told teams that they couldn't even show highlights on Twitter, but the NBA just let people go go like, do you want to show this clip? Do it. You know, so then you can have these like, like people just retweeting and just sharing these little six second clips, you know, 
And that's all that's what you need to base. Like, imagine, like, you have Mookie coming back and robbing a home run. You know? Those and plays, and can... those plays, they got enough footage that this this playoffs to, to do that, too. I mean, those those jumping catches, the, 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 home, the home plate stealing, like, things that... Things that you could just look at and you're like, oh, athletic-wise, that's great. It's I don't understand the sport, but <laughs> like, it's they're so counterproductive. Like Major League Baseball, like they'll go out of their way. Like for me, like I don't have credentials. Like to be honest, like, I'll mm-hmm. go up to the game and I'll find a way to get in there. And, As you should. Like, that's I'll, how. That's I'll, the way to I'll, do it. I have the lens, like the bigger lens, like because I don't want to like always ask my friends to get me in the games or to get me in this. Because so, well, sometimes I'll just you know whatever, but. Um. Basically, they they want like just people with credentials to be putting up pictures or taking pictures at the game. That's ridiculous. Democratic. Like you have a whole a whole base of people that could be taking pictures at your game and sharing about what's going on at the games, and you want to keep it to camera phones. They, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, when I when I go, they so, I used to be able to take in a longer lens, and now I've been, I'm restricted to a shorter lens, and it's like well. Exactly. I had no idea that was a thing. Me neither. I know. I mean, neither. Yeah, I, and and it's just you know they say I've been told different reasons. Bring your backpack, yeah, you got to bring your clear backpack that you can like fit one <laughs> like battery inside of because it's like this big. Uh, You're so stupid too because every ballpark I've been to lets you bring in anything you want except booze. So yeah, like, for real, you can bring you your know, food all you want. Yeah, like I, I go. I remember going to Candlestick. We'd come in with a big ass sandwiches from Safeway and that, soda and everything. But that's also another issue to baseball because the ticket prices have been rising, you know. And so it's been harder because I remember less than ten years ago, six years ago, you go to Dodger Stadium. I would go to StubHub, get tickets for like six dollars, five dollars. The top deck, but I like the top deck because I can see the whole field. Yep. You know, and yeah, uh, yeah you keep telling yourself that, Aaron. That was the truth. That's where I go. I'll take the, the cheapest seat and I'll go sneak my way down there. So, yeah, it's it's hard at Dodger Stadium because they always have people at every level checking your tickets. Yeah, they're they're like the going, they'll treat you like a criminal. <laughs> I, I I remember going to because I was a little bit Especially, I remember going stadium, to the Braves game. Only stadium I've ever been kicked out of was Angel Stadium, so it doesn't get worse than Angel Stadium. They're so boring. They're so boring. Yeah. And out of high. I don't know. I don't know. The the new Yankee Stadium charges $150 to sit in top deck. Like, that's a premium ticket at Yankee yeah. Stadium. At the wow. new Yankee yeah. Stadium. Really, it's it's a great experience if, you like, you get comped. Like, if you get comped, like, for food and everything, like, they have a buffet and everything. Like, you oh, go, yeah. Like, it's I, insane. I, like, I did it a amazing. few years ago. I did it a few years ago. Oh, yeah. if, you don't, if you're not, like, taken care of, like, that, that shit is... You know, the, the irony of my, my hate for the Dodgers is that the best experiences I've had at baseball games was at, at Dodger Stadium. Because my, my cousin... My cousin... Well, Honda was my cousin's client for his advertising company. So through, we were the Honda reps nice. at the games. And they put us up. They, we went opening day. I want to say 2011, and uh, because we were Honda, they took us to every single important person. I met Frank McCourt. I met. Did you punch him in the face? No, I loved him because he was ruining the Dodgers. 
Uh, <laughs> oh man! They took us into a, a, a booth. We met we met Fernando in the in the in the Spanish at the Spanish radio station. That's great. They took us to meet. They took us to meet uh, Tommy Lasorda oh. with our giant skier on. He did not want to take a picture with us. They forced Tommy! Him to take, they, Tommy! No, 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 no. They forced him to take a fucking picture with us. With the Giants. He was not happy about it. It was hilarious. Tommy's like, fuck the Giants. My favorite Jackie Robinson story was they, they the Dodgers traded him to the Giants at the, at the end of his career. And he retired. And he, and he, retired. he retired. He wasn't going to do that, you know? I was like, yes. They don't, they don't make it like that no more. <laughs> You know, you, you can blame you can blame another Oakland cap for that. Kurt well, it's Flood, funny. It's funny because <laughs> the Marlins just hired uh, 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 Kim Dung as their uh, a GM. She was a Dodgers assistant GM before they hired Ned Coletti, and I hated the the, the, uh, the Coletti deal because he came from the Giants, and I was like, and I knew she was underneath Dan Evans. I was like, she's perfect. She's ready for the job. But Frank McCourt, when they hired this damn Giant. I don't think Ned was that great of a GM, but that's just just me. Some other Dodgers fans, he wasn't bad as Paul DePodesta, who was trash. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm gonna go base, baseball. <laughs> well, we yeah, got no. we got what's his name uh, with with uh, what's his name? Uh, Friedman, the second baseman. No, the, uh, the black kid. I don't know why I could see I could see his face. Uh, Gordon, D. Gordon. D. Gordon. Yeah. Oh, my grandmother loved D. Gordon. My, you know, she's a, she was a, a black woman who grew up watching baseball. D. Gordon was like her favorite Dodger for a long time. I know a lot of people yeah. like D. Gordon. A lot of people. Yeah. Hey, I was saying trade him, trade him. D. Gordon don't count either. D. Gordon was another second generation ball player. He was privileged. He is, he is second generation. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You know. I guess that's true. But yeah, that is true. I guess it doesn't. Well. I mean, but see, then there you go. He gets disqualified, and the few, well, what the seven hey, percent, and then how many are getting think, disqualified? Dude, <laughs> think about the think about the disrespect in the NBA that Steph Curry and Klay Thompson get because their their dads were in the NBA. Like people hold it against Whoa. them like crazy, even though Ooh. they're. I was gonna say who all the rest of the the other NBA players. I think it's shot. I think his shot is valid for his own like his own sake. Like he's like yeah, because they are both ballers. <laughs> Like, uh, uh, what is it? Um, whatever his name is, Del Curry is is like, he's Steph Curry. Steph Curry is his father, like, like or Del Curry. You know what I mean? How you it would be like, oh, that's my son. Like, yeah. Steph <laughs> Curry, that's his son. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it, it wouldn't even be that. Like, he took his father's his father's name to a whole new height. Oh yeah, Del Curry was nobody. He <laughs> was Michael Thompson he was nobody. nobody. <laughs> Michael Thompson they weren't nobody. Michael Thompson was like a like a top five pick. You know when he came when he, when he came out of college. Top yeah, five no. pick who retired, averaging six points a game and five boards, bro. I mean, but Michael he was Thompson a flop. He was a bust. Unless you went to the West Coast. Yeah, he for real. He's like a West Coaster. He didn't yeah. know about Michael Thompson. Like I've heard the name, but like Michael Thompson is like you know, not you know Clay. Clay did the same thing then. Well, yeah, because I know Michael Thompson because he played for the Lakers and he's yeah. on talk radio out here and he is right. such a homer. It is so funny. Like you can he says everything's pro Lakers. You know, it's just it's just like, man, okay, chill out, dog. Like it ain't it ain't not like that, you know. <laughs> it's crazy as something end up becoming a Laker. Oh, he said that because people you know people talk about it about this stuff, but he can't tamper because he's part of Lakers organization, you know. 
but he, he he said he says that he always hopes that his son has a great game against the, the Lakers, but they lose. <laughs> you know, that's so, and so and people have always been hoping that he would like somehow pull Clay, like you know. But I guess he. That never sounds announced. like me with my fantasy when I play fantasy, and I have if I had well, <laughs> not now because there's no guys, one on the Giants, guys, but you know. Are you guys? Let me tell you something. Nope. Nobody ruins. Fantasy. Nobody ruins my DraftKings lineup more than the Dodger does. Every time I pick a Dodger in my DraftKings lineup. <laughs> I won 10000 on FanDuel off a $9 bet this year. Are you serious? Wow. So crazy. Congrats. On baseball? Baseball, yeah. Wow. It was so crazy. See, I don't wow. do the daily. And you know who helped me the most? Uh, Gratterall. He struck out um, freaking Tatis and Mikado. <laughs> The ninth inning when I when I was winning, I was up. I won this this thing by like fifteen points. Oh my, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot in that, baseball. That thing is hella competitive. <laughs> hella, and off of one entry, it was crazy. Yo, I, I put at least three grand back in there off trying to win. <laughs> 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 I was like, that's what you have to do. Three lot of bro. I was like trying, and all I had to do was put that money in the market, man. Oh man. <laughs> that oh, is man. what you have to do. Yeah, you, you up ten. I want to. I want to throw this out there. This is like ten minutes late, but as I was walking down to, to take the stuff to my buddy, I heard I heard Daniel mention uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Once again, Giancarlo Stanton is half Puerto Rican. His dad is white. All right. Well, and, you okay, and, there you go, side busting on a conversation you didn't even know what we were talking about. But go I'm ahead, proceed. Saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I just wanted to qualify out there that he, his name was Mike Stanton Jr. and then he changed it to John Carlos Stanton. Like, well, his name was always there. his name was always John Carlo. He just wanted people to call him that again, you know, because he said his mom. But he's from he LA. Too, let, he he? To let he's from LA. Yeah. Puerto Rican is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I'm, I, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, no. I'm just know. saying that he had a big contract and he's been injured for most of it. And he could be, people with these big contracts have the opportunity to make the most splashes, I think, in the MLB in terms of like uh, a face, being a face. Well, and, you know, a, when you have a, Mike Trout, who's also... just, who just wants to go home at the end of the day with his wife and kids and, and you know, ride horses and whatever, it's like, you're, what are you going to get? Other you know what's funny is that play there's, hard. A huge, there's a huge correlation between players signing big contracts and falling off. Like it, Mike Stanton is the exception, not the rule. Like if you like even Bryce Harper right now, he's he's kind of you know. Well, I, I know. I won't say Bryce Harper fell off. I'll say Bryce Harper is really still a well, he's probably top top twenty talents in, in the game. Like he's really good. Top ten. Yeah, me too. Maybe his numbers because like we look at that one year that he had where he was just like ridiculously like 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 all time great season yeah all time great season and then he's been he's had like some really good seasons but that all time great season is like oh I can't even do that because that's like no one does that except, <laughs> except for Mike him. Trout but the thing is is that that Harper Trout is like high pedestal that when he has a season that that is you know way above average to the other major league players like it's considered down. Well, he's he's also he's also got a bad rep. He, you know, people think he's an yeah. asshole, so people are rooting against him. So if he, he has a season, then, you know, but he did that to himself as well. You know, what I mean, yep, definitely, definitely is an asshole. I mean, <laughs> and he, and he I mean, plays for the Phillies, so 
don't I don't have any respect or love for them. So. <laughs> <laughs> the coming out, huh? <laughs> I am a Mets homer. I don't give a shit. Like, you know, whatever I do. These guys can put up my pictures way more than the Mets, and I would still hate their guns. <laughs> but that's also something that I think that, that, that you find in baseball, because baseball is extremely regional sport, you know, uh, and you just have these these legacy like you like I, there's, there's no way i would ever not be a dodgers fan even when i i used to i boycotted them 2000 might have been 2000 must be 2006 or 7 because i hated party i hated that they let beltray walk i just it just it just upset me after to know mvp it. season after that year 49 yeah, I, runs or whatever they, it was they, they, they he, had he, he had he had he had he was the 48 i want to say he had 48 okay. that year yeah he was smashing he was one of the kids that they farmed. They get signed him right at 16. He, he had all kinds. He was came up to the Dodgers young at like 20 years old. He had that stupid appendix surgery for no reason when he could have just done it uh, at like at Sears Society. Now he decided to do it in Dominican and hurt him for like a year and a half, you know. But that all this thing that you let this dude walk. Get out of here. Well, okay, oh, okay, okay. I, I, in in Paul De Podesta's defense, and I'm not a I'm not a sabermetrics guy, at all. In his defense, Adrian Beltre was straight fucking trash until that one that year. year. Yup. And then after that year, he wasn't trash. He was kinda, I mean, he was a legit serviceable player the rest of his career. But, but I feel like that was steroids. It could. It, I mean, no. Yeah. Part of it was because he who he was at, he had a good year and then he had that surgery. He had some surgery that almost killed him, you know, because it was a botch. Also, also could have been also could have been steroids because Paul Duca was doing steroids at that time and they were playing together. So, and that yeah, and he's and he's Paul my Duca number one example. Hey, hey, I I don't. I love I Paul. Be, I don't want to be this. I don't want to be this guy. That guy. But if everybody is doing steroids, then nobody's doing steroids. Well, that hey, that's. that's well, that's a you know, except for Chipper Jones, said, you know, that Chipper said into the Hall of Fame. That should be, and P. Rose should go running right with it. Well, that's what I just saw this comment on this. I told you I'm watching Barry Bonds home run videos on YouTube just randomly, and someone someone was like, "Okay, he decided to take steroids in '99, so he decided to just <laughs> level the playing field, and you see how great he was, <laughs> like, like you know." So how they great was he? Four hundred eighty <laughs> home runs without steroids. Without without roids. And so and and, and, and he, stealing and he bases playing, while playing at a disadvantage because he wasn't on it when everybody else was. And then he decides to do it, and then, and he's just he just he's he's a god at that point. White people you know, again, 30, huh? 34. White people again, just, just putting the steroids in there and knowing that the black people would just suffer as a result. No more limelight. We'll just give all the white I players just, steroids. I, my my favorite steroid player of all time is Brett Boone because that oh, dude was, he got so big. Yeah, <laughs> he dude. was terrible on the Reds in '99, '98, and then all of a sudden he goes to the Mariners in 2001. And yo, hits bomb. <laughs> Him, Brady Anderson is another one. Hit 54 home runs in '99. Yes, oh center field. Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. And the yards. Just all of a sudden, it's like, where did where did this stroke come from? What is this? <laughs> uh, freaking Juan Gonzalez. Juan Gone. Juan Gone was always a big dude, though. You know. Yeah. Uh, they, but they call him they call him Igor in Puerto Rico because he was so huge. You know, that's, <laughs> like, 
these guys are like WWF guys, though. They are. They're <laughs> steroid guys. Like these guys were really like that. It's that funny because sense. again, you watch these older clips like Bobby Bo with the with the pirates or Barry, and they're like they're slender guys. And that's and you and you see this now, you know, still like you have someone like 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 Staten who's just like a yoke guy. But for the most part, a lot of these big home run hitters are not necessarily like big massive guys. I'm thinking of like Bellinger. Who who am I missing? You I know. mean, even just going to the team of the Dodgers, Cody this year, uh, what's his name, who had 16 as well? Um, the other guy, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. Pollock? Pollock, yeah. I mean, these, Mookie. Oh, no. I mean, everyone in that goddamn lineup could hit it out if they needed to. And, and, but, but there's, and there's, but they're small, though. 60 games, Aaron. 60 games. All right. There's not going to be an asterisk next to it. There's going to be this tiny little 6-0 next to the championship. Hey, hey. At least it didn't be accompanied by garbage can. I'm saying. And that didn't help baseball's look either. I mean, especially the way they handled that stuff, too. Because, you know, punish anybody. As, you know, we're, you know this, we're talking they about African-Americans. They got saved by coronavirus, by the way. It, they got it, saved by coronavirus. If the Astros had to play a whole season with fans, man, oh, that was a fucking bitch. Oh man, it would have been great. I would have, I would have wished. I'm sorry. And the funny, I'm sorry, you got to beat that out. I'm sorry, the choker end now. But it just, oh man, I would have been so, so good. It would have been so. Good. Well, sorry, the, my language. The the funny no. thing is, is people think it's gonna go away. Like if fans can come back this year, you they they think that no, they're not gonna plan on up. the Astros because it. it but, I mean, because that didn't help. Because, I mean, like, for example, Jose Altuve, right? We're talking about African-Americans here. Obviously, Jose is not one of them. But he is a person of color, so he is someone that you could look out and, and root for. And he, well, then what goes to Gian's point earlier about what he was talking about. But he was marketable, too. He was very, like, I, I saw a lot of ads for him, you know, with the with the sledgehammer, and I'm the short little guy, and I'm going to work extra hard to get I'm earn my way, and this and that. I remember seeing these ads for it. And now he's a cheater, right? 100% a part of this. And so it literally, for me, for me, I can't speak for everybody, destroyed how I, I cannot look at him as the player he was all those years, regardless of when that cheating started. So it did taint things, too, because it's like, I don't know. It, it's not good for the look of the sport, especially with when the commissioner... And I, I, get, I get what you're saying. It's like... It, once it seems like baseball is starting to gain a little bit of leverage back, like something like that happens and just ruins it all you know i mean whatever they were doing to cheat i mean you notice most of the league some teams <clears throat> no there was like two teams that were talking shit and everybody else was just zipped up and not saying shit because I, I i personally think everybody was fucking doing it you know in one way or another except for maybe a handful of teams and that's why no one was saying shit and that's why only like a couple people got in trouble because it was like if we go too deep I didn't want it to get yeah, yeah. This whole league is gonna get fucked up. You know what I mean? They had um, they had crazy crazy emails for the Yankees that they just that were supposed to pop up in the summer and just went away. Well, I, it, it makes Mike, sense that the, the Yankees are the biggest brand in the world. Like yeah. that, that Yankee cap is known in any country. You know, yep. even if they don't watch baseball, even if they don't even know, know what baseball is, they know what a Yankee is. Who know no, so no, no, the match better yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> but speaking speaking of the Mets I mean just a, a sidebar here did, did you read that book about the 86 Mets 
that it, it, um, it, it came out with all the dirt about Dykstra, about how uh, it, it talked about how like Strawberry tried to punk Kevin Mitchell in the minor leagues and didn't realize that Kevin Mitchell was the hoodest of hood, and Kevin Mitchell almost murdered uh, murdered Daryl Strawberry like oh, after man. a pickup basketball game because he, he didn't know who he was messing with. Uh, um, it, it, <laughs> and then when they called and then when they called him up that season, like Daryl was not happy because it was like oh shit. Because Daryl was like, you know, doing all Darryl's kinds from of Crenshaw. What's that? Daryl, Daryl Shawry from Crenshaw. No, I know. Mm-hmm. And even even then, he was protected and and kind of mm-hmm. kind of soft compared to Mitch. Mm-hmm. Mitch 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 had that the, the faceless gold teeth, <laughs> faceless yeah, gold no. teeth, and the Jerry curl. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big dude too. Yeah. You know, you know, he was barely, when he went up and got a base hit in, in Game Six of the World Series. He was barely even dressed. Like he, he just came. He was about to go in the shower, and they're like, "Yo, go pinch hit." <laughs> I dressed. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna throw. I'm throwing my clothes. I'm gonna go hit." And I got a base hit. I love these baseball stories, like because it's, it's just, that's that's the only sport that that happens in. Yep. You have know? <laughs> stories about people coming out of basketball, man. You can't be in the locker room all oh, damn. Go back oh. out. There. Play four or five minutes. All right, yeah, you're going to get, you know, hit three three pointers and get us back in the game. That's what happens. That's what football. Football. You don't see no running back coming coming from the locker room and, and then run for for the touchdown in the end zone at end the game or a wide receiver or whatever. So. The, the, the name of the book is The Bad Guys Won. Yep. Yeah. That's great. I, I know, I think I know the author or something like that. It, it's, it's like, it had, I mean, I think there were stories in there where like, like, Strawberry was like calling girls into the, oh, the sure in, into the dugout from the stands and hooking up with them in between innings, you know. And then <laughs> Strawberry was living his life, huh? Yeah, yeah. it sounds like you need more of that in the game, and then you might have uh, well, that's, that's more that's people like playing. Said, like th- th- this kind of stuff doesn't happen in any other sport, but nobody like this is people should know about this. Like, th- th- how how do you not how do you make this out there but make it cool? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. because there's, it's so funny that like baseball has this connotation of being such a square sport, but then you think about all these stories you hear about from the '70s and the '80s, and how crazy still, shit was. Like Doc Ellis, Doc Ellis pitching a no hitter on on LSD. You David, know? uh, what's it not David? David David Wells doing it hungover. Yeah, you know, in the nineties, and I remember seeing some some clip. We were talking about because he said he went to a um, a SNL like a cast party because he didn't know that he was pitching the next day, or they changed their rotation. And so he gets to the, you know, he's not supposed to pitch, so he's just, like not thinking about it. He gets there like you're on, like you're on, you're on a mountain day. He's like, what? I just went, I just had a night with Strawberry, you know, and then with with the cast of uh, uh, SNL. You know, and then she goes those those is no hitter or whatever, and then the, the interview was a perfect like, oh. game, wasn't it? I think it, it was a perfect game. I think David yeah. Wells threw a perfect game. And they then did throw a perfect game against the Twins, ninety eight. And then they came, and then he said, "This guy said, so what did you do to celebrate?" He was like, "Well, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> and that's but that's baseball. You're in these cities for three nights too when you travel, you know, or at least two, like I- you." Uh, I'm starting to see a common thread here. Doc Ellis was also from LA. So something about these LA ballplayers <laughs> trouble, bro. <laughs> All right. Well that's you mentioned Eric you mentioned Eric. Yeah, we we, 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 we out here. Baseball yeah. get high at the same time. 
I mean, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But still, you, know, you mentioned Eric Davis. You know, Eric Davis got into trouble uh, with the Dodgers for throwing fireworks at Dodger Stadium or something like that. <laughs> You know, some silly. And, <laughs> and like, that sounds very LA. That sounds like he belongs here. What are you talking about? He fits right in. Because he's from LA. You know? I know, that's what I'm saying. LA, you know? LA, <laughs> these baseball stories. This, yeah, again, like I, I agree. Like baseball has these personalities. They have these people, um, but they, I don't think they do. I don't think they do a good job putting them out there. They don't have enough video games. They only really have one real video game, and that's the show. It's only on, on PlayStation. It's only on PlayStation. You know? Yep. And so, like, you gotta, like, you gotta get into these different markets. Because I used to buy the baseball games. That's how you know the roster, especially back in the nineties. Right. When you were on the internet, you buy the, the the games. They have all the rosters, so you plan against these teams in the season, and you know these players. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I, I used to love World World Series was my favorite. Or you know that was Genesis, Sega Saturn. <laughs> but it goes for, it goes through all the things too. Because when I was a little kid, I was playing backyard baseball before I even got into like the triple plays or the you know the console games. And literally starting small, just learning the fundamentals of like it's just and and maybe because just people aren't spending money on it. I mean, really, I I don't know. It's weird because the Dodgers are still worth however many billions of dollars that their contract was. So it's not like the money's not there. It's not like people, their games are selling out, whether it's giants or us, or, I mean, maybe not like Tampa Bay or something, but you know, it's, it's, it's well, it's, I mean, there's, there's your regional, the, the regional. Oh, it's all, it's all good. This, this, when we do these conference internet conferences, it's hard because there's a delay. So no, no worries, brother. Um, the Dodgers have that. I mean, you guys are born and raised in LA, so the Dodgers are arguably as big, if not bigger, than the Lakers. Like that. That's that's. I would say that. The it's the Lakers. The dude, and it was a, it's the Lakers now, and the Dodgers are just in a, like Lake Dodgers. Dodgers fans are they love them, but the Lakers are like a different like because LeBron is on the team right now, so you can't even. Or even even before that, the Dodgers were bad for so long. Like they weren't like they weren't terrible. It's because they don't have any they championships. That's why they weren't good enough yeah. to overtake the Lakers. Like it was the Piazza not- deal. Yeah. That Piazza deal huh. pissed that that Piazza trade pissed off a <laughs> lot of Dodgers fans. Like a lot of I, totally. I was I, and 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 like people people say like that's that's because the Dodgers Lakers were not very good in a '98. How does give us my Piazza? <laughs> oh, I love Piazza. I became a Mets fan because of Mike Piazza, mm-hmm. and I would have never been a Met fan if the Dodgers were in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So it's only right. Mm-hmm. God, God did all this, this, this for a reason. In a weird way, Mike Piazza had the Mets in exchange for the Brooklyn Dodgers to go in '56, '57. But that it it it's but it fucked the the Dodgers fans in LA like we like and and then the Lakers started winning championships right after that mm-hmm. like in 2000 and so and then the Dodgers went through that like Nadir where they just were just like mediocre and then so Gagne Gagne was up until well yeah Gagne oh that was that was a whole nother but even then the Dodgers weren't going to the playoffs like like they weren't they were they were they were never just him it was just him. People were watching yeah, like, him. Like I like Sheffield. I used to hate fucking Sean Green though. I can he was so boring to watch. Sean Green is the worst thing going. Oh yeah, you me with the mess crew up again. 
<laughs> oh, she was goddamn. Sean Green's pissed me off. He's still a boring player. If somebody had four home runs in a game, oh man, you you would be you would think that he just got walked the way he's trying to run the bases, you know, Sean on fourth home run. Sean Green hit the quietest forty home runs ever. Like, yeah, Jesus he, had, he had a string of, of seasons where he hit like 30, 40 home runs. He was a slugger. And it was so quiet, like nobody, you know, they were just mad that he wouldn't play on Rosh Hashanah or whatever, like, or Yom, oh, he would take uh, Yom Kippur off. Yom, Yom Kippur, it didn't matter. Like, it's like, they, like, it mattered for us, the Dodgers, a little, because we were, like, think we're in the playoff contention then. What, what is good with their luck with Jewish players with that? They had Sandy Koufax, and then they had Sean Green. Mm-hmm. Well, one's a well, Hall of Famer and the other one's not. So, I yeah, no, I just, I, I think baseball has an opportunity, but they have to, like, baseball is thriving on YouTube, and because there, because the people like us who are getting together and just talking about baseball, and there's so many of these YouTube, and some of those, see, these YouTube personalities have like. Those funny videos, the, those funny talking shit videos are hilarious. Like like Carlos will send me or, or you will send me sometimes or the, the guy who's like breaking down the John Dodger. Boy. Yeah, like th- those, those are hilarious. And, and you have like a baseball bits, you know, you have like Stark Raven Sports. Well, that's like they have like these longer like 10 minute videos. They get in the last two years because prior mm-hmm. that was not going on. Well, that's, I was yeah. sitting mm-hmm. here like, wow, there's not really any YouTube videos like that guy, that Mike Corzemba guy who does the basketball, mm-hmm. those kind of videos for basketball. There are. Mm-hmm. They have 100 million. They don't have conspiracy baseball theory videos. And all <laughs> they don't have it. And literally, literally, baseball is rich with those stories. They have all these stories. Well, that's because mm-hmm. the conspiracy and... actually became true with the with the Astros, <laughs> with the <laughs> with the trash can thing. Because I mean, they, I... Boy, no, that, no. but that's that's what really broke that story to the national level. Because John Boy had that video where he where he, he's like banging, he's like bang, he puts bang on the screen when they're banging on the goddamn trash can. Lights out. It was over. Yeah. Everyone saw it. There was no question about it. I mean, you can you can get it from the audio files, which to me, as a sound guy, I'm like. You can't even <laughs> argue with that now. Like, try to argue with it. It was not fucking how it was. Like, that's crazy. Oh, so fucking crazy. But base, baseball has a choice. Like, my, it, no, no. What are you gonna say? It's all good. I was like, how much time we have? Oh, I mean, we've already gone. We're almost at two hours now, so we 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 could wrap it. We could call it. Yeah. Well, let's let's late. just put final thoughts I, on it. Let's put the final spin on it. Yeah. Then. Cause, well, so yeah, solution. So, so hope positive. Let's let's think. So, do you think that baseball remain the same for the next few years? Which is fine, because to be honest, baseball is still alive. You know, it, it's it as a sport. You know, maybe not for like the African American community, but you know, who knows? Maybe that could be a pendulum that well, swings back and forth, and maybe it's the time for it to go this way. I, I think, I, I think that, you know. It's going to take a generation before we see anything change at all, and I think programs like, like the BBG, like Chris is telling us, is that's that's great. Especially Southern California, Los Angeles is such a hotbed for a- athletics in general. You know, um, because of the, I mean, the weather. Obviously, you can play every sport all year round. So I think that's a good start. And 
And I hope that bigger name profile, bigger profile players are out there and, and getting out there. And not just in in the black community, but also like in the in the Latino community as well. You know, because we see a lot of, you know, uh, of I don't know. I grew up and most of the guys playing baseball were Mexican, you know, and and but you don't really see too many Mexicans in the major league. So I, you know, maybe something like that as well to try to really get people of color back into the game, American people of color back into the game, I should say. And, you know, we got to start somewhere, you know, start Giancarlo Stanton, you know, or uh, Evan Longoria, for example. I mean, he's technically Mexican, right? Um, well, the, the, the two uh, rookie of, of the years were, were black this year, Devin Williams and Kyle Lewis, you know, and so you have you have some of these players. I know the Angels have this young guy. They have a couple of, like, what's his name? Uh, oh, no. Yeah, you know. Oh, no. And so they like their players out there, but baseball needs to invest. It, it, it's not just like you can't follow the BBG, BBBG uh, Instagram like yesterday. They they need to they need to follow it, and then they need they need, and they need to push it. They need yeah. to put money behind it. You know, they need to say, hey, why don't you have this in like one of our major stadiums? You know, and then invite people who who don't normally come to baseball games necessarily. You know, yeah, it's we like just- those. You know, MLB Network a bunch of times. You can keep going, but I was just saying we we were just on there this week. You know, that's another thing I put up on the page is that you know we we they were doing an interview, whatever. Then they, yeah, MLB Network has been great with that. Keep going. Yeah, but the, but 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 those are that's how if you want to get spe- like specifically black players in, it helps black people like to see a pathway. You know, and if you have someone like Smith coming back and saying this is the pathway, this is the path that I I took, like it's possible, that that goes a long way. But, but uh, baseball needs to get behind him and make it worth. Like you know, he should be traveling to to do these things. He should have to pay for it himself. You know, that's 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 what I'm saying. Put like you will put the money in, give people baseball gloves. Even at Morehouse, my first year, like we really we didn't have that many money. I remember Spike Lee because he's a he's a baseball fan. He bought the team baseball gloves. And bats yeah. and, whole, and 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 he got us a, a deal with uh Nike, you know, to, to get cleats, you know, and so again, that's because you know, it it takes those those things, you know, and they have the money. Baseball has the money; he's got to oh, yeah. spend it wisely. And I mean, yeah, and because I I think it I think it has to do with finances with the path too. Just my la- my final thought is because this is a few years ago, I was asked if I would do film people's videos, and like how much the rate I would charge to go to people's games scout and not scout them because obviously i'm not a scout but just take my equipment film them different angles different whatever and like i'm like and they asked like what would my rate be and at the time i had i had no idea i don't know yeah. and then they were like they were telling me well you know 1500 is usually the da-da-da. and i'm just like in my mind i'm like this sounds amazing obviously like to watch them play baseball and to film it but I found out since then that it varies. You know, you can be 500, but up to that point, depending on where it is, I didn't do any, I ended up not doing any of these videos, but, you know, people are spending all this money on the camps we already talked about. We already talked about all of this stuff. Not alone, not not even talking about the schools they might have to get into and stuff like that and, and, and the travel to get to some of these places, blah, blah, blah. But to put together, put together a little video to send to these schools potentially because maybe they're not getting scouted, so they want to at least throw a reel out there. I mean, that's a lot of money too. It's just, you got to update that too. So, I mean, I think technology is getting better though, because, and I'm just hoping, I really do hope that 
social media can bring out some stars somehow. I mean, to, to cut through this stuff, I don't know how you do that, but it's happened in boxing. It's happened in the fight world. Um, I don't know about other sports, but I think it's, it's a possibility, you know, why not? It, it, it's, it's out there. It's a, it's a tool and phones and stuff are getting better. You're, we're, we're now entering the generation where I feel like everyone's learning how to edit and to shoot things because the phones are just making it so easy to just do it. And if, even if people don't realize it, cause they're on Instagram, they're editing, they're doing all these things already. They're putting these things together. And so as a right. film, as a filmmaker, I'm like, I hope that potentially these people who are growing up with things that I didn't grow up with, you know, maybe they're start, maybe they started to record themselves when they were 12 just because they, they could. And you know, now they're 17, they're actually pretty good. And they have five years worth of stuff they've recorded themselves because they're just, for the vine, for the whatever, and they have a personality, they have a following, they have a Cody Bellinger type thing. Because Cody's on the new Assassin, he's in the new Assassin's Creed game, and he's a character <laughs> in that game, the Valhalla game. And it's like he got that way to some point, right? right? And it and it's it's not exactly his playing ability because even though, I well I don't really care for Cody that much, but you know, but he got popular, and it's not just because he's white, and, and it, it's social media. I think all those things. You know, they're on Jimmy Kimmel and those, all these things help, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. And, you know, if you Chris, want me to... final thoughts? Yeah, no, totally. Um, I mean, as far as, you know, one thing that we didn't, we didn't speak on was also climate. Like, you know, Florida, Texas, California, those, those places, they have, you know, mostly, you know, warm, warm weather you know, throughout the year, or at least, doable, you know, doable weather. You know, when you're in New York, you're you're looking at like 30, 40, 50 degrees, mm. 60, 70% of the year. You know, so that that's another thing. It's just so it's so complicated. Uh in inner cities like Chicago, um, uh, you know, you don't just any any Detroit, you know, any any city like around the country that like has cold weather for a majority of the year. How are these kids getting out there and playing baseball when basketball you can just jump in a gym if you can ball. If you can go, if you can ball, if you have a key to a gym, if you have somebody that can get you in a gym, you're you're in. That's it. So really, that that's that's another thing is that like, unless unless we're we're opening up um, indoor facilities for baseball players, it's gonna take 25, 30 years to see them numbers go up like considerably. Now, as far as the other cities that are warm. They could have, uh, you know, exchange programs, you know, for kids like, you know, if you're if you're a baller, if you play basketball and you can go out to, to New York or or whatever big city that that's, you know, more, you know, incorporates that sport, if they can do like exchange with that, that could be something that, you know, I just thought of on the fly. But that's really it. I mean, you're going to have to have kids from from the cold cities going to warmer cities to be playing baseball year round. This is not a, a a sport that you can play six months and then other kids are playing twelve months a year and you're going to be competitive. Their growth is going to be just different. Look, well, yeah, I, I so, think uh, yeah. baseball, MLB can say, "Hey, they they have the money to open these facilities. It may be even open it for everybody, but you can have like these are certain days that these certain teams from these certain areas can come in and work out, or these certain players like." There's a way to do it. I agree. I, and that's why, and that's why, I mean, obviously I keep bringing up 
Dana White at UFC, it's a different sport, I get it, but he, he puts that out in front and center too with his contenders and stuff where it's like these people that he's gotten word from, he's allowing them the opportunity to try and, you know, train and become ultimately the people who are going to fight for his company in the future. And, and that could be the baseball too, where you spend a million dollars on a facility somewhere, maybe not Compton, but somewhere out where people aren't maybe uh, having the access or whatever and use that as an investment investment tool to, you know, deter and people. A, and it's, no, go ahead. It's a good, it's a good investment because if you get people from the community involved in the game, then they're going to spend money back. They're, they're the going to be lifelong fans. Yeah. It's, it's like the YMCA type approach where it's like people go there after school because sometimes they don't have anywhere else to go. And if, if your YMCA is attached to the MLB and you can learn how to play baseball and they'll set up a, a, a YMCA type league with the, an association with MLB and you get all the equipment and stuff like, these are win-wins. These are things where it's like the people are already going to be there. You already have a nice big basketball facility because most YMCAs do. You know, why not ha go in partnership and develop youth leagues? Because you got the you got the damn Boy Scouts of America and all their problems. And so there's kids who are kind of going to they need they need a home, I guess, is the best way to put it. You know, the Boy Scouts yeah. have been dwindling and the Girl Scouts and I don't know about them, but. These people need a place to go. They need a place to, and I don't know what's pandemic going on, but you know, you, this is all. Well, that's a, that's 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 another podcast on itself. Right, but. exactly. Anyways, my, my guy Chris, like, it is way past his bedtime. I can see it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's twelve forty-four over here. Yeah, he's three hours ahead of us. So uh, that's gonna do it for us, guys. Thanks for watching. You know, smash that like button, subscribe if you're not a subscriber ring the bell if you already are and we will see you on the next one thanks for watching thanks for listening i appreciate aaron chris really appreciate you guys doing this with us it was fun thank you very much for having me guys yeah thank you take care <laughs>